All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. Uh, I hope you find this one enjoyable. Yep, comment and let us know your favorite sport out of the four sports we cover. Just letting you know that we might change our post date to every Tuesday and Friday instead of every Tuesday and Thursday, just to give us a little more room to edit and do all that stuff. Yeah, there's not really enough turnaround. Right. And this is not our professional job, guys, so... Yeah, we still go to school. Um, so, uh, today we're going to look into the um, upcoming Seahawks games against the Rams. The Ram. The Rams. Um, go into a deep stat outlook of Seahawks players Jason Myers, um, Michael Dixon, and DJ Dallas. Those are all special teamers, by the way. Yep. Look at the past cracking games. That's right. The deep stat dives are every, um, well, now every Friday episode. We will be covering the regular Sounder season and talk about what is next for them with Los Angeles and talk about the behind the scenes of the Mariners, such as their managers and so on. All right. Absolutely. Let's fly right into this episode. All right, so Hudson, the Seahawks obviously just came off a win against the Commanders. Um, Tyler Lockett actually didn't practice. Um, I think it was it was today, I think. I don't know what that means for the game. It could just be rest. It's probably just rest. But uh, they play the Rams next. Um, Matthew Stafford, the Rams QB, is coming back for them. What do you think of the Rams? Remember, they're, they're well below sub-500. I think they have two wins. Yeah, the Rams. I don't really. I mean, they. I think they've they've done good in the past, right? Yep. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl two or three years ago now. Yeah, but I think I think everything's just gone downhill for them. Do you have any opinions or predictions for Sunday's game against them? Um, somebody I I know uh, predicted a seven to twenty win for the Rams. Wow. What do you think? Uh, I think this person is dead wrong, and they're going to be proved corrected. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe 24-21 Seahawks. Wow, that was exactly what I was going to pick. Really? Yep. Okay, yeah, I was just thinking, like, with the amount of touchdowns and maybe a couple field goals in there, it'd probably be around 20 Well, I would have I would have picked um, a bigger margin of win for the Seahawks if it wasn't a division game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was going to say 27-21, but I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Because they're, 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 Seahawks are best towards the end of the games. That's when they have their spotlight moment. Really, Hudson? I had no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking to you about this. I'm telling the listeners about this, not you, right? I know, I know. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they it's almost like they don't win in the final two minutes. It's like they have their game wrapped up for the whole game. Mm-hmm. Just kidding though. <laughs> Just kidding. They always say, Oh, two minutes Seahawks. Right. Last time we played the Rams in um, LA, Bobby Wagner was on the Rams. Oh wow, really? Remember this is Bobby Wagner's revenge game because he signed with the Rams last year. Mm-hmm. After the Seahawks cut him. Yep. Do you guys know that the Seahawks cut Bobby Wagner and they traded Russell Wilson on the same day? 
That was the same day? Same day. Dude. I don't remember the exact date. Do you remember what day that was? Oh, it Ryan? was March something. It might be March 26th, March 28th. It was a, oh, okay. It was a year or two ago now. Two years ago. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to this game. Um, The key for the game is... Drum roll, please, Hudson. Seahawks need to get pressure. Yeah. The um, Rams' offensive line is terrible with pressures. They allow a... It's a rate over 40. It's, like, super bad. Oh, okay. And last time the Rams faced the Seahawks... Um, the Seahawks got zero sacks. Zero? That was week one. Oh, dang. And I'm looking for Boye Mafe to get a sack this week, too. Maybe get eight straight. You know, he's on a seven straight game with a sack. Mm-hmm. So is that your prediction or just a guess? Uh, my prediction is Boye Mafe will get two sacks. Okay, we'll see what that happens. In the game. Mm-hmm. And a deflection. Okay. Not gonna go too crazy. I tend to go a little bit overboard in these projections, but I'm staying down this time, Hudson. Mm-hmm. Unlike my Mariners projection. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. I don't believe. Okay. I'll, we'll talk about the Mariners next episode. We already talked about them, Ryan. Let's just talk about football now. Yep. Well, we will be talking about them soon. You oh know. yeah, definitely, definitely. Check it out. Keep watching the episode to find out more about the Mariners, guys. Yep. Um, but anyway, also, I, I, my last week's uh, key for the game did not come true. It was uh, 100 yards for Kenneth Walker. So I'm just going to repeat that key. Uh, I want 100 yards for Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I remember that. Why do you think that didn't happen? Well, frankly, I really don't know. I, I mean, he had 19 carries, but he only got 3.3 yards per carry. Okay. But the yeah. rookie, Zach Charbonnet, got, I think it was 12 carries. And it was. Wow. Maybe six. No, it was six carries. It was six carries. Um, his longest run was 12 yards, and he was, he got like six point something yards per carry. Oh, okay. Pretty good. So I don't know why his number is so high and Kenneth Walker's is so low. Something to look out for there. Mm hmm. Good prediction, though. Remember, in this league, running backs are very replaceable. Not, I'm not saying that Kenneth Walker is going to be replaced, but it's just something to fuel his fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just something that could definitely happen. Like, um, Elliot um, and Tony Pollard from the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Elliot got replaced with Pollard. Yep. Uh, Warren in Pittsburgh is replacing Najee Harris. Okay. Uh, James Conner a few years back replaced uh, Le'Veon Bell, also in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. just shows you, and Zach Moss did a pretty good job for in place of Jonathan Taylor. So it just shows you that. Well, we're going to talk about this more in the episode. Um, the why GN's view running back says devalues. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, Geno Smith did well last week. Uh, I would like that to continue. I think all the wide receivers did good. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. I wanted um, Tyler to have at least 90 yards, DK to have at least 90 yards, and I wanted uh, JSN to have at least 50. So I'm going to look for that to repeat this week. Okay. Assuming do you think Tyler can... Lockett is playing, which I'm pretty sure he is. Do you think that streak could continue for 
well into the future? Um, I don't know. Like, we have a hard schedule coming up here. We got, um, well, actually, the Eagles don't have that good of a passing defense, but we have the Cowboys. They're pretty good, but I don't know if they can withstand the Seahawks because they lost their cornerback. Um, we have the 49ers. They have one good cornerback. The Rams yeah. have very good cornerbacks. Yep. So, uh, what are you looking for? So, last episode, we discussed the Mariners' slow start to the season, and today, we will talk about behind the scenes. Yes. Brian, we talked about the Mariners' manager, Scott Service, last episode, so now let's talk about the Mariners' general manager a bit. All right. Now, um, the general manager is Justin Hollander. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, he is one of the worst GMs I've ever seen, ever. Why do you say that exactly? I just want to say this right now. Every sports team in Seattle has a better GM. Really? Yes. See, so the old manager, his name was Jerry DePoto. He was the manager that was a cheap person. The most they ever spent was, I think, half a billion on Julio Rodriguez. And he he's the cheap one. Justin Hollander is not as good at Jerry DePoto manager-wise, but he's not so cheap like him. Well, um, also the cheapness also kind of chops down on the owner a little bit, too. How much they want to spend? Because remember, it's also their club. Yeah, Scott Service is definitely connected there too. But um, Scott Service Hudson, he's not the owner of the club. Yeah, he's the manager. Yeah, I'm talking about the owner, the guy above the GM and the the manager. Okay. Um, yeah. and their owner is also not very good. Not like the Seahawks owner, anyway. Hmm. It's, it's mostly a general manager thing, but Jer- Jerry DePoto um, was quoted to be one of the best general managers in Mariners team history, according to SotoMojo.com, which is a website I found. Um, he, he, he personally had many concerns about the Mariners, so he recently left a few months ago, and the Mariners needed a new general manager, so they went with Justin. See, this guy was, this guy was smart. He realized that the Mariners are trash, and he got out. Just kidding, the Mariners aren't trash, but... They do have some, some pretty big problems right now. Well, they have things they need to work on. Problems. But... Like the Seahawks owner, it's he's actually dead. It was uh, yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I know I know the current owner. It's Jody Allen. Mhm. Uh, she's the daughter of the former owner. Can't remember his oh. name right now. But anyway, she just she keeps her hands off the team, and she lets the GM and uh, Pete Carroll, who's also involved in decisions there, they just she just lets them do what they want. She keeps hands off. She lets them spend what they want. That's actually a smart thing to do. I just think it, it's not, in this case, it's not about the team or the players. It's all about the money and how they handle things and Jerry DePoto was too cheap to not get these great players and to advance more and um, Justin Hollander is just he's not meant to be a manager even though he is willing to spend more um let's see here so yeah I, I really think that the owner and the manager just 
don't actually want to win the World Series. They just want to fill the stands. Well, they, they're they're. I'm, this is just an assumption, but they're they're just trying to make money. Yes, yes, they're that's just, the point of filling the stands. Filling the stands um, and getting broadcasting. Like, you know they actually own Root Sports? Really? Yeah, the Mariners own um, at least 51% of it. Wow, that makes sense because all their season games are on there. But um, I think if they had a general manager that actually cared, Scott Service cares, he's just... He, he's, I don't know. So there's something weird about Scott Service. But if they had a general manager that actually cared about what he did and wasn't entirely in it for just the money, the Mariners could have a, fa- a quicker start to the season, first of all, and then from there, advance more. Remember, Hudson, that the general manager doesn't get money from... He, he gets paid by the owner. Right. So, like, it doesn't matter if he fills the stands. The owner wants the stands filled. Mm. And he wants the money. Like, yeah. For the Seahawks, the GM is paid $3 million. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll's paid more than that. that um, really? That's a conversation for another day there. Um, so, I think... He, the All the Mariners uh, GMs, they keep looking within to find the answers. You gotta look out of the team to find the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rumored yeah. to be spending money this season, but I don't think they are. Yeah, I just looked up the Mariners' owner. His name was John W. Stanton, and it says John Stanton became the majority owner of the Mariners in 2016, buying 90% of the ownership stakes at a valuation of $1.4 billion. See, so and he wants his $1.4 billion back. Yeah. Right. There's actually not a lot of money. Well, the I Commanders, mean, uh, you know though, right, Hudson? Right. The Seahawks just played them last week. You better know this. We yeah, just I did watched a whole episode the game. about it. I watched the game. I know you did. That's why I say you better know who the Commanders are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guess how much it cost to buy them? They were just the, bought. I'm gonna say it's like two point eight bill. Six bill. Wow. Magic Johnson and some other guy owns them. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That $1.4 billion doesn't seem like a lot now, does it? Mm-hmm. And it was for the Commanders. Not very yeah. good football team. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for baseball now. Mm-hmm. Unless that's right. Unless you have anything right. to add, Hudson. Um, I was just going to say, I read earlier that ESPN says that um, Jerry DePoto did not believe in going all out for free agents. No surprise there. So that's kind of the reason we wanted to um, cover this. And the manners could improve, especially behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Like, clearly, the ex-manager thought something bad at the team, otherwise he wouldn't have left. Yeah, and he, he had concerns about it. Like, the but if they want to make the same general manager for, like forever now it's been like 10 years hmm if they want to make the playoffs in 2024 things need to change behind the scenes that's for sure all right bold prediction the Mariners don't make the playoffs this year you're saying that i'm going with it i'm gonna say they are no more than 85 wins really really i'm gonna say well i i believe that i'm gonna say the Mariners are gonna make the playoffs 
And who's going to miss it in the conference then? Wait, what? Who's going to miss it in, like, the division? Uh, what team? Yeah, what team? Probably, well... You're going to say the Astros, aren't you? I was thinking Rangers or Astros. I was thinking some someone from Texas is going to just destroy the Mariners like they do all the time. But... Texas is absolutely trash. So who cares? Hudson, you do realize the Rangers just won the World Series, or did you forget about that? No, because I covered that. I know you covered it, but did you forget about it? And the (laughs) Astros are definitely gonna make it. I did not forget about that. See, the Rangers—they're good players. The Astros are bad because they cheated. What are you talking about? The Astros are the Patriots of the MLB. What? They they literally did illegal cheating. That was Hudson, illegal. The Patriots are also cheaters. That's why I called them the Patriots of the MLB. Yeah. But Jeez. the one thing is, they cheat good. Well, Jose Altuve was running around the bases after a home run, and he, he an earpiece or not an earpiece. Or yeah, it wasn't your piece. It was found or in his ear as he was running the bases by the umpires, and that's part of the reason why they figured that out. So clearly, they weren't hiding it enough. The Astros. No, but they cheat good enough to win. Yeah, but do you believe in cheating? No, but they do it good enough. Good enough to win. That that's all that matters. Okay, that's enough cheating talk. We'll cover that in another episode, I guess. Sure. But let's launch right into the next segment. So because the Sounders don't have a game for a while, we're going to recap their main season. Yep. So to close the regular season, they scored a... Two to nothing victory over St. Louis. They did. They have a winning percentage of 0.577 this season, so they have won over half of their games they played. They're in second place for the Western Conference, and it should be a good series next week against LA in the WC Finals. Um, yeah, Aiden Hodder, um, sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, owns the Sounders, and Whatever he has been doing, that whatever he has been doing is very well. He's been doing it right. The Sounders are one of the best teams in the MLS. Uh, Hudson, I also think uh, Russell Wilson owns part of the Sounders. What do you mean? I mean Russell Wilson owns part of the Sounders. He does? Yeah. Really? Yep. I did not know that. That's interesting. And the Sounders will continue to get better in their regular season. The Sounders did not score a whole lot of goals, like maybe two or three per game. But they are great on defense and prevent the other teams from scoring. And they do that really well. I've noticed that from looking at statistics in the past. Um, but uh, Hudson, I'm not sure if Russell Wilson still owns part of the team. He might have sold his stake. Really? R- remember, because he moved to Denver, he might have sold part of it. Oh, yeah. Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, Russell Wilson betrayed you. Okay, Hudson, don't get me into this. There's going to be an entire episode about me ranting about Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm excited for that episode. (laughs) 
Yep, it's all gonna be all about me ranting. But anyway, the first game against LA happens on the 26th, so not for a while. We will get into this more over the next few episodes. Yep, LA has created a lot of momentum in the city, and they have won um, their last few or last year's MLS Cup. I think it'll be a close game series. All right. Yeah, I also think it's gonna be close. Rivalry series. Mhm. Just like the Seahawks and the Niners. <sighs> right. The first game against LA happens on the 26th, so not for a while. We will get into this more over the next few episodes. All right. Well, let's move on, Hudson. Yep. Let's go, Sounders. All right, so the Kraken guys are just coming off a loss of Edmonton, which I think they had that game. They had that game. They lost in overtime from an Evander Kane hat trick. Yeah, that was... The, the Kraken deserved that win more than any other game I've watched, and yet they still lost. They were winning 3-1 to one at one point. And then with 40... I think it was like 41 seconds on the clock in um, regulation time, um... One of the Oilers scored, and then that was that was tied, and then I don't know. Well, you gotta remember they do have the two best players on the universe. Well, I not, think that, sorry, I shouldn't say the universe. There could be aliens out there, the world. I, that's true, alien hockey players. But um, Edmonton isn't that good overall, but those two players make it good. Yep. You know, those two players are responsible for like over 20 million of their cap pay. I think it's 25 million dollars. That much? Yep. You know you know the cap hit in the NHL, right? It's 83 million dollars. 83 wow. and a half. Oh, dang. Okay. So imagine this. So you spent 25 million. You have another You have another 50 you have another $53 million to fill the rest of the roster. Yeah. Good luck. Okay, that's... Yeah, I... That's... That's crazy. No wonder they went to Edmonton when they were doing so bad. Yep, um... So, Hudson, what was one thing you found interesting in the game? Well, Jared McCann um, scored the first crack and goal, right? Yep. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was, it. I, I liked the way it just, it went right around the goaltender. And because he was going, he was, the goaltender was diving one way and trying to block the ball. And it just, it was, it swooped right, right by him. Uh, Hudson, ball, ball. What? Ball. It's called a puck. Did I say ball? You said ball. <laughs> I'm so used to baseball that sometimes I just start randomly talking about baseball when we're talking about other sports. Sorry for that if I... Sorry if I confused you. I think but... you really you really offended me with that comment. <laughs> Ryan, see, the... My whole thing is baseball, and when you've been watching it for over a year, like I have, and you've only been watching hockey for like 10-15 days, you know... Yeah, but uh, Hudson, I watch football and hockey all the time. I never get any of them confused. 
I'm just so used to talking about baseball and <laughs> I meant the puck, obviously. All right, whatever, Hudson. What whatever. Sorry, Ryan. All right, so I uh so uh I'm actually going to say something uh, controversial here. I hate Alex Winger from the Kraken, but he did have an amazing goal tonight. Yeah, I did see that. Why, why do you want to give a little reasoning behind why you hate him? Well, I wanted this to be a little episode, but sure. So, um, his play style: too many passes, way too many passes, pass, 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 pass. One lame shot when he actually should have passed the ball. Sorry, puck. <laughs> See guys, did you do that on purpose? Got me saying ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's football, there's baseball. It's just you know, softball, volleyball. There's too many sports that use a ball that sometimes you just get it confused. Have you guys seen that one commercial where there's like every sport using a ball? Then there's Wayne Gretzky that appears in the commercial. He's like, who needs a ball? (laughs) Holding a hockey puck. Yeah. So anyway, um, Alex Winberg, he always passes when he should shoot, and he always shoots when he should pass. Okay. That yeah, that makes that actually makes a lot of sense because you know sometimes there are great scoring opportunities and you just go to another fellow player here and then give it to them and they don't score because it's not a good opportunity. Exactly. Mhm. Yeah, I just really don't like his play style. I really. I really feel like we should get rid of him next year. He carries a $4 million cap hit. So, like, mm. with Matty Veneers, he's going to probably get paid, like, $6 million. So, I feel like we should just discard him, bring up Shane Wright and Kai, Tar- Kai Cartier to fill the void, then get Riker Evans in the lineup. But that's for another day. Yeah. Um, I thought definitely the second period was where everything happened in that game. I thought um, Vince Dunn's goal was the most interesting out of the whole game. Vince Dunn didn't have a goal, Hudson. Yes, he did. It was tipped by another player in front of the goal, so Vince Dunn got the assist. Well, the the because uh, I, I I missed that because the um the announcer of like a few seconds earlier said Vince Dunn makes the goal or something like that. I yeah, forgot. but then he took it back and said Belmore's goal. Okay, I I was I probably walked out of the room when he said that. Yeah, I did, Ryan. Sure, but you gotta do the yeah. follow through research. Mm. All right. Whatever. So, Hudson, what did you think of the rivalry in this game? Was there lots of fights, hits? Um, I'd say there was. I, I saw a few. They weren't, like, big fights, but they were, you know, little... Skirmishes? Yes, I guess. Yeah, not, like, where the ref had to, like, handle them down or anything like that. But, like... Yeah. I could definitely tell there was some rivalry between them from the past. So, um... I actually really hate Edmonton as well. Mm-hmm. Want to know why? I probably well, like them the, le- the least of any team in the, in the division. Just because the they least? injured Brandon Tanev. They, that was... Uh, in the first season, Brandon Tanev, my favorite player, they were facing um, the Oilers. They knocked him into the board, and bam, he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm out for the entire season. Really? Yep. Yeah. 
Well, um, so for Edmonton, who I didn't watch the overtime. Who scored the overtime goal? Do you remember? Evander Kane. It was his third goal of the game, and it was a hat trick. Okay, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. So, any other key takeaways from that game, Hudson? Well, I'm gonna say it again. The Kraken deserved that win, and the fact that Edmonton came back just—I was not expecting that. Well, um, I think the next big game is playing Vancouver. Vancouver's on a streak of eight, one and one mm-hmm. under the coach. Although I think it's gonna be a little bit—I think that's a little bit false. I—I okay. I don't know. I don't think they can fall through for a full season. Going they like played that. the Islanders after that, right? Though what? They played the Islanders after that, right? Though no, Hudson. They played the Islanders before that. Oh, okay. That's the game after that. Hudson. They played the Islanders, then Vancouver, but they played the Islanders on during the podcast upload. Oh, okay. So, guys, when this podcast uploads, uh, the Kraken will also be playing the Islanders at the exact same time. So, um. Sorry, we didn't really preview that one, but it's kind of in our dead zone. Yeah, that's part of the, uh, that's another reason why we're switching Thursday's episode posting date to Friday, just so we can get some more um, writing time in there and we can cover more that way. Yeah, because there's a lot of dead zones with cracking games and probably mm-hmm. baseball games coming soon. Right. All right, guys, so that's all I got for cracking. Uh, what do you got? Anything else, Hudson? Nope, I think that just about covers it. All right, let's go cracking. Yep. All right, guys, so for this week's deep stat outlook, we will be looking at Jason Myers from the Seahawks, Michael Dixon, also from the Seahawks, and DJ Dallas, you guessed it, also from the Seahawks. They're all special teamers. Um, DJ Dallas is also a running back, but he's mostly a special teamer. Right. Uh, Ryan, do you want to tell everyone about your DJ Dallas story? Sure. So, um, if you haven't seen this before, um, look up DJ um, and Brandon Tanneth headshots. Um, Brandon Tanneth from the Kraken came up with a headshot where it's a ghost eyes where he stares into the camera and looks like a ghost. And uh, DJ Dallas said that he was the that uh, Tanif was his favorite Kraken player, and he copied the look for his headshot, Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did the same thing. It looks pretty good. Um, and I actually met DJ Dallas at um, training camp. It's where you can sign all, get all your autographs signed and all that stuff. Very neat right. there. Um, yeah. So I was about three feet from him, so I said, DJ, nice coast eyes. <laughs> Um, and you got his autograph, right? Yeah, I got his autograph. He responded, yeah, thanks. Um, he said something along the lines that, yep, thanks, um, Brandon Taff, man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, um, so now let's get into the stats. So uh, do we want to start with DJ Dallas and Hudson? Yeah, let's get right into that. So um, DJ Dallas, he has been a very good returner this year. So he averages 11.6 uh, yards per punt return. Hmm. So that's that's very good. Uh, I think anything about 10 is good, Hudson. Oh, okay. Because on, on punt returns, they're all rushing at you. 
you can't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's okay. chasing the ball. Hmm. And, yeah, so he does a really good job with that. But on the flip side of that, you have Michael Dixon, the Seahawks punter. Okay. And before I talk about him, Hudson, you want to guess what round he went in in the draft? What? Uh... Draft 2018. I'm going to butcher this probably. One through seven. I was going to, I was thinking two, but Hudson, Hunter's never going two. Really? No, there's never, I don't think there's ever been a Hunter in two. Except for that one guy from the Bills, but he got cut right away. Probably six. Five. Mm, okay. So, um, if you guys don't know, in the NFL, punts inside the 20 is a big statistic. Um, so, uh, 40% of his punts laying inside the 20. Uh, it's actually been that- higher in years past. I think that's because the Seahawks offense hasn't done as well this year with gaining yards. So I think he's punting from further back, like from the 20 and 30. So, the punts don't land inside the 20. Okay, that's smart. So, you guys just said he went in the fifth round. Um, so, um, so according to the, um, like, I think it's Fox Network, he is has the highest uh, net punt per average in NFL history. Don't know if it's true or not, guys, but um, that's what the networks say. Mm. Like Fox and, you know, ESPN. What Fox is? No, no, no. Like the, the networks are saying that he has the highest net punts, punt average, like uh, net punt yards in uh, NFL history. Ninety-eight yards. No, no, no. It's um forty-seven point something. Okay. So yeah, he's supposedly one of the best ever to play for at the punter position, I guess. Mhm. I mean, he's the best punter I've ever seen. He's also an Australian punter. Um, there's been more Australian punters because they have rugby there, Hudson. And you, you know, in rugby, you can kick like a three-point field goal from far away. Yeah. And so that's been perfected over there, and that's kind of carried over here. So he's from Australia. Mhm. Yeah, rugby is actually a pretty interesting sport. I've watched it on Root Sports a few times. Um, he's um, he's actually really the only Australian punter that has ever really panned out. So he's kind of the trailblazers uh, for Australian punters. Interesting. And then we have Jason Myers, or as the guy on on for the announcer for Fox would say, Josh Myers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even know what he's talking about. But, Hudson, you want to guess what round Josh Myers went in? Just kidding, Jason Myers went in. Um, it's got to be three or four. Sure about that? I, I want to say four. What if I told you he went undrafted? He went undrafted? Undrafted. Oh, jeez. Do you know who uh, Justin Tucker is, the best kicker in NFL history? I've heard the name. He hit a 66-yard field goal that hit the crossbar against the Lions. 
was a game-winning field goal. When was that? A few years back. Mm. Um, it was the longest in NFL history. He went undrafted also. He's the best punter in NFL history, probably. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and then San Francisco actually this year picked a punter in the forefront. Hmm. Guess how he's turning out? Mm, probably pretty mid. Pretty shaky. The Cowboys oh. have a better kicker. Yeah. And the Cowboys kicker used to play soccer and went und- and went undrafted. He just came into the league this year. Okay. I had him on my fantasy team. Cowboys mm-hmm. kicker. Before the bye yeah. week for the Cowboys. Man, he was doing mm-hmm. amazing for me. Okay. No, I have so Justin did you, Tucker, though. Did you win that fantasy round? Uh, well, Hudson, you got to remember I had him for many weeks. But uh, most of the time that I had him, he gave me like 12, 13 points. Okay. I was very bad. satisfied. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Jason Myers, he kind of has an odd year trend. He's really good at one year. And eh, at one year, but I think he's finally starting to end that trend. Oh, okay. So like in 2020, you want to guess his field goal percentage, Hudson? It's probably pretty, pretty low, I would no, say. Pretty, it was high. It was um that was his good year. So anything probably above ninety two is good guys. So Hudson, guess no. what it was? Ninety two. It was a hundred percent. He got every one. Hit every field goal and he had a sixty one yard field goal that year. Wow. Of course there was no crowds that year, but Well yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. That was actually the same year as the comeback that I was talking about in the last episode. So guys, check out last episode. Yeah, last episode was a good one. We had our guest Tyler on, so check that out if you haven't already. Um, so this year he has a uh, 83.3% field goal. Uh, okay, so this year. just went down a little bit then? Yeah, his career, career average is 86.8 um, with the Seahawks, with the Seahawks. That's actually pretty good. And with uh, in his career... He has an 85.7. Mm. Undrafted, as I said. Um, I've noticed, like, every year since, like, 2020 or something, he's gotten better at extra point kicks. Mm. You want to guess how what his extra points are this year? Percentage? Percentage? Uh, probably 89. 100. Also 100? Yep. Well, no. Uh, remember, in 2020, his um, field goals were 100. This year, it's his extra points. Wow. So he's just making a bunch of transitions there. Yeah. Um, so ever since 2021, his um, percentage of made extra points have gone up each year. I was actually quite unhappy with him when he first came to the Seahawks. I thought he was always missing those extra points. Oh. Mm-hmm. I remember he had quite a few against, I think it was the Buccaneers and the Titans. Okay. Man, uh, so, oh wait, I forgot to mention this. Um, Michael Dixon, that guy that we were talking about? Yeah, right. He actually played place kicker for the Seahawks once. He did? Yeah. He, um, I don't think he ever kicked a, kicked in game, but he might have gone, he might have done an extra point. Um, because, um, 
before Jason Myers was here, they had it, this old kicker. It was like ancient for an NFL player. It was like super old. I forget like who his forties, fifties. He was like thirty-nine. Hudson. I was thinking forties. Yeah, but for a kicker. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, he couldn't kick very far. That kicker. So they had him. It was it for a game-winning field goal against the Atlanta Falcons? This kicker was kicking 56 yards. This is a pretty long field goal, but like Jason Myers made it from 61 easy. Mm. But yeah. he pulled his hamstring on the kick, Hudson. What an unlucky kick. No, but how do you pull? He missed it and pulled his hamstring. How would you? That that seems okay. That's it wasn't even uh, like it was a far kick, but it was nothing like sixty six yards. Well, and yeah, it it just it doesn't seem like a thing that would happen for a professional kicker. Yeah. Anyway, so they had uh Michael Dixon try out. He actually he actually did pretty good. He actually tried drop, um, drop kicking it through the uprights. He did pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least they have an emergency option at kicker. God, hope I'm not oh. cursing the Seahawks this week, but, like, we have an emergency option if we need it. All right, so, guys, that's all I have for the deep outlook stat dive this week. Uh, hope to see you next week. Never know who will break down. Right. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that. As a reminder, we're going to move our um, Thursday release episode to the date is now going to be Friday, so every Tuesday and Friday, just so we have more time to do stuff in that frame and our episodes can get a little better. And um, there's also more to cover in that time. Um, so the Tuesday uh, and Thursday thing, it's kind of um, it's kind of like a loop in sports. Like There's not much going on. I mean, you have Thursday night football, but... Actually, no, Thursday night football happens during mm-hmm. the release. So that's not even good there. Yeah, so it's a good thing that we have to change it. I hope you're, I hope that fits your that watching schedule better. So, um, Also, uh, next week, we'll because the Seahawks play on Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, we will mm-hmm. be um, reviewing the game for the Seahawks and looking ahead for the San Francisco game on the same day. Mm-hmm. So um, as for that segment, or, will be a little bit longer. That's right. As for Mariners, we're gonna be looking at ahead at statistics and how the Mariners could do in the 2024 season. Yep. Uh, we will do a uh, our NFL picks again. Mm-hmm. And trivia. Yep. And with that, this has been the Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>